All right, should we do our intro? Yeah. Yes. Welcome to Art Loves Podcast, where we make art accessible. I'm Seema. And I'm Sophie. If you, dear listener, would like to support the podcast today, you can find us on Patreon. We got two new patrons this week. Did you oh, see that? Thank you. No, yeah. Uh, and and we, also, week. we also got an email from someone after our latest uh, studio visit email, oh. uh, after our latest studio visit uh, episode. Okay. It's actually yeah. someone in uh, Brooklyn, an artist oh. in Brooklyn. Uh, so that's fun. I know that like that is support to us as well. Like Those reaching out to us. Video ones were so fun. I know we're gonna. There's more coming. I've got other people lined up. I, s- I was talking about. Uh, I'm not done. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was talking about Jean with uh, oh. my friend. Oh, my husband. <laughs> I said to my friend, "Here's a great artist. Mm. You need art. Love it." Okay, do it. Yeah, tell us more about what to Um, do about Patreon. How else can you support us? Okay, so you can do a dollar a month and for like $45 a year, I think. Uh, It is that. It's like $3.45 a month. You can get a bonus episode. And then from there, it only gets gets better. Uh, And also rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts, because they have the monopoly of whether or not you are a success or a failure. Um, So yeah, even just like the little thing. Share it with a friend. Uh... Repost one of our things on the internet. There are so many things you could do that we would appreciate so much uh, so that we can keep bringing this content to you. Um, because, and I don't think we say this enough, this is a rare podcast format between a seasoned museum <laughs> professional and a young artist, and it's a dynamic that you pretty much don't see <laughs> anywhere, like in the art world or outside of it. So... You know, I think it's got... Oh, there she goes. (laughs) It's got a lot of value. My week's been okay. I I watched Deadlock. You did? What did you think? I fucking love it so much. Isn't it so good? Oh my God. Well, have you finished it? Uh Uh-huh. Sadly. I wished we hadn't, actually, because... I know. Now we're stuck. Ugh. So... Like the Cates, the Cates who wrote, like, created, wrote, and produced that show. Uh, if you watch their older stuff, the stuff that I sent you, you can actually hear their dynamic. It's like you know when you watch Seinfeld yeah. and you yeah, can, like hear watch. Larry David speaking. Yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Like, especially if you know their content, like you can hear. Like, the the jokes that are in their other shows, they've reworked into parts of this crime series. Um, They're real funny. Are they accents? Are they are they regional accents? I couldn't know. Oh, the woman from Darwin? Yeah. That's, is that, that's, that's the thing. Is that's that thing. what it is? Yeah, that's it the is thing. That accent? She's amazing. But that She's accent, amazing. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, we have, I have uh, captions on. I was like, what is, she, what is she saying? What are these? What are you know, these? she's part Indian, right? I looked her up. You know, yeah, yeah. I was like, I know you're going. I know you're going to. But she's fuck. Like, but also like, you never see like representations of Darwin in international media. Like, because my my sisters started watching it now too. Oh, really? um, that accent is amazing. But isn't she so good? I actually kind of want to start like saying Northern fuck up. Cunt. Like, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> oh, fuck up, can like it's so great. <laughs> I feel like it's the Northern Irish accent of Australia. Totally, totally. 
But then it's like contrasted completely by the woman who plays Dulcie, who is like, I'm a bit in love. <laughs> I'm a bit in love with her. Um, <laughs> she's also, she just fits the archetype of like tall, dark and like moody, you know? Yeah. Um, she has a rounded voice. Yeah. Well, she's got that really kind of like almost kind of uh, Adelaide kind of South Australia roundedness to, yeah. uh, to the way that she speaks. Yeah. Um, I love that the the brother like <laughs> they're so the way funny. that men are written is fucking unreal. Like a- they are simultaneously all caricatures like of men who exist in Australia <laughs> while also being well rounded. Like it was They're very it's funny. a feat of writing. Like how far did you how far through I've seen it all twice now. Cause okay. like when I find the end that- we were like so you know how you're like, you know how when you watch, I know, it's cliffhangers now. You know how when you watch like um, crime or, you know, TV or whatever and you're like, oh, I know what's going to happen. I know it's, I did not oh, fucking know what was going to happen. At one point I was standing in front of my TV, like eating or drinking something. <laughs> I guess I wasn't even sitting down. I was I, so tense. I was totally like, because I always so read good. the book. Well, I'm watching TV. And you, were, you were doing the double media. You were hooked in. I was, well, like, I kept, because uh, I kept getting confused. I was like, what, what is that? <laughs> Plus, like, I only, I only understand half of words. I was going to say, I was about to ask you, do you understand more of it because of, like, what? It's the Darwin lady that can do, that's why I was waiting for you to Did you have captions on? Yeah, I, I have captions, but uh, I don't have my glasses. But, yeah, I don't wear my glasses, but, yeah, <laughs> I still haven't gotten my new glasses. Oh, well. But um, but it's not that it is the words make sense, but the swearing it, oh my God, the words amazing. make sense, but the, the way they put them together is amazing. Like it's like I was like I just didn't know you could put them that well, way. The last time I you know because we because Joe's here last time and he was like oh my God it's almost poetic in the way that you know they're swearing there. I was like oh yeah I'm gonna check this out and I was like oh no that's just how we sound. <laughs> I was like. Uh, oh, I was like, well, that's good to know that Joe thinks we sound poetic, because um, <laughs> it's suddenly like that's just that's just what we sound like. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. It is very funny. Mm. Do you have a favorite character? Well, I like the lady from Darwin. She's a nose and nice kind of lady. Eddie Redcliffe. I just feel like I feel so bad feel for like it, too. her. I, I wish I like she's tough as hell. No. Like I have to say, like this week, this week at work, I really love my colleagues, mm-hmm. but I am the I am the odd man out. And um, this week at work, we just did a lot of things Sucks. that required visual literacy. Not an odd man out, meaning like until not like personally, we're all together mm-hmm. in that way. I meant intellectually. So I often just don't. There's so many times that I like totally don't understand, which is great because in in later in life to start like to be in a different kind of field, it's it's very good. It's really good for your brain, right? Yeah, and like but, um, dementia and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, because I like learn so much about all kinds of things all the time. But uh, this week was a very funny week in that we were doing a lot of things that required visuals, which is what my job is. But I'm usually the only one who has to do it. They don't. It doesn't matter, right? But this for this week, we were all together on it. And it was so interesting to me because they kept doing things. And then finally, at one point, I was like, we got to stop. Like, that's actually making it worse. And like, I just couldn't like let it go anymore, which was actually what I should have been doing earlier. I just didn't step up early enough 
Yeah. Yeah. Take this train. The train was going off this road. <laughs> like, I, well, and then when you, you know, know, and then it's I was the good. boss of the space anymore. It's a different thing to kind of, you know. Oh, I know. But she would have just been like, you know what? Fucking A. This is <laughs> bad. Right? <laughs> and it's hard because, like, I was, I laugh because like, I like, you know, like sometimes something happens and I'm just like, I'm just, I just, like, I'm always, fa- I'm just so fascinated by people who are visually so, have, like, such a different visual acuity. And, like, they'll say, like, I like this, and I'm like, why? <laughs> In what way? And then they don't have an answer? They don't know, but it's not their fault. Nobody told them what know, parts know. are going in there, but, mm-hmm. like, yeah, they had no answer. They're like, I don't know, it looks good. <laughs> You're like, oh. It's like, or, no. like, the thing that drives me crazy is I was looking, we were looking at something together. Mm. And they knew it was bad. And I, um, and I was like, it's bad because it has too much space. This is off. The, the drop shadow is crazy. The, this color is the wrong color for that color. That and you just know balance. Case. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was like, that's in title case. It should be sentence case. That's block. That should be block case. And, like, and I was just funny. I was like, it, it's like hurting. Like, I pain here and they all knew it was bad it's like a symphony of bad design choices. oh my god it was just it was fine it's fine now it's all soft but like it was one of those things where i was like yeah. um but and they all knew it was bad but like i was immediately like i just was like i cannot let it it was bad <laughs> the spacing was off and and you know, it's like, like overstimulating it so bad. Oh my god, it's just awful. It's awful. It's like a drop shadow. When something has a drop shadow on text, and you're like, it's so like 1998 clip yeah. art. Yeah. Yeah. And like word art. No. Do you hear that video going around where some guy found like FBI training like documents that had been leaked or something? And all of the visuals were done with clip art and word art from like Windows 2000. Oh my God, I gotta find that. It was a sight to behold. Oh my God. I did do a response. I don't know how I got down this road. I never do manga or anime, even though I've taught mm-hmm. Japanese art. And I used to teach like um, the history of manga, but not this was when I used to do the history of manga and anime. I did it like in the like two, up to 2004. So it's obviously yeah. changed quite a lot. Oh yeah. Oh my God. But up to then, you know, like the 20th century. So I actually know it pretty well. And so I did a video because somebody asked me in a live, they said, do I know some artist? Mm. Um, and obviously, should if you see my face, you'll see that I didn't necessarily think this person was an artist. It's somebody who does um, drawing tutorials on YouTube. Somebody named Colleen. K-O-L-E-E-N. Not somebody I knew. And... It's not that drawing and anime does not make you an artist, but I think that doing those kinds of like formulaic it's restrictive and doesn't really allow you to develop your own style, right? Exactly. So for today's art, yay or nay, I think that's a good one. Um, so so I can send you the video, but so this is a person who does these kinds of drawing tutorials, um, and one thing that happened, I guess, recently is somebody with millions of followers, like two three million followers on youtube apparently wow. um i'm gonna just i'd imagine having that many eyes on you all the time i know i know i know i'm like I really think so i'm like really mad 
No, because I'm really struggling with like being visible at the moment. No, me too. I decided I'm going to take a week off of live. I'm really sick of... Good. I had a live situation. What happened? Um, Somebody, like... So somebody... You know, like, people come and say things about us that we always... You know, we like... like, I just don't even look at them. I don't ever have a mod because I never think ahead when I'm going to be on live. It's like I had 10 minutes and I need to finish this email and I'm just going to, like try to get on, done with the email it's like the, it's the work it's having a buddy while i finish this work i don't want to do right that's what i'm doing so i don't have a mod and so i was on live with somebody else who was doing like also doing the same thing so we went together and this person who i was with is um a really great like really nice interesting person mm-hmm. um who does great content and this person who was on my live was like I didn't really pay attention to what they were saying, really, but because I don't like look at it really when mm-hmm. I'm you know about it. But they were saying to her like, "Don't think you're as good as Seema. You're not as attractive as her." Or whatever. What she the was, fuck? Yeah, and then I like looked over and I was like, you know, let's be nice. This is not an appropriate thing. We are literally just sitting at our desks, you know. I don't, I don't and so then, and we're playing music. So like, basically, we're just encouraging people to like do their work, right? Yeah. So that person then I like it just sort of didn't deal with that person anymore other than saying that right mm. so then i don't mind if you just ignore them they, they don't well so this is what i thought yeah this is what i thought and then i another day was online and you know i'm trying to be better at doing the things that i don't want to do you know so yeah. like at the end of each day me too beginning of each day i've been trying to do my email so i'm on the email yeah. again body doubling sitting playing music walking doing like just trying to get the emails done mm-hmm. and um then they start like basically being like they say well when are you gonna leave your husband for me which i thought was kind of a joke and it was like stupid joke but okay yeah and then it just kept going and going and going and then they said why don't you ever reply to my dms and i don't check my dms no of course you don't and so uh i went into my dm and there was like a like a lot of dms so i had to block the person but it made me decide, like, I don't need to be online. Like, I mean, this is, I don't know any of you any of that. Like, what if you also, like, your information is good enough that I think you're just going to keep organically growing without having to do that to boost your stuff? Yeah, I mean, like, even if I do, like, I don't, I don't know that I want to be so much bigger. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I would love to be at, like, 100K and just, yeah. and just leave it at that. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't, I don't want to be any larger i don't want to have like millions of expectations no i don't either i would just love for like there to be a community of people who would be interested in seeing and getting involved in what i do but i am going to feel far more confident coming back and getting stuck into all the jewelry and like trinket stuff that i have wanted to make for really like a decade so i have from the 19th century i have a brooch that's like a victorian hand carved of so, like, made out of wood yeah, that I found yeah. so I'm gonna go instead of just like designing my own because fucked I'm just gonna get it cast and I'm gonna start making like customizable you send me your photo I turn it into like a neck oh my god I like, love contact that. print onto tin types and then you can have like a brooch that has like a little special that. little pendant or like collar clips that's oh. just the hands and I'll learn I know I already know how to make chains so I love the collar clip idea. Mm-hmm. So I'll get it cast, and then I found these people because it's New York. I'm trying to do like all the things I've wanted to do 
forever because it's all accessible here, right? Yeah, exactly. So I found people who are using 3D modeling and all of the, you know, the mm-hmm. like Blender apps now mm-hmm. to do jewelry casting and mm-hmm. for like figuring out details. And I'm just going to get them to invert it so that I can have to. I love that. I know. That's and I, and I think that's just like because I need to figure out ways to work during the summer because I don't think I can sustain the stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of. It feels like it's emotionally draining. It's. It is. It is because I. I had a. So the, the beautiful like flower afro uh, photo that I did with Gervais. Gervais is a spiritualist and a medium and was like, oh, you know, you hear people like before, like you hear what people are asking you, like mm-hmm. up in the ether, you know, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, uh, I think so. I Like, I think I've always kind of known that, but I've never had it confirmed. And they were like, no, no, like. There were multiple times during this session where I was about to ask you a question and you would just answer it for me straight away. Like, you could hear what I was asking. I so people are connected. I believe that. Give me one second. Something's making a sound over there. <laughs> Uh-oh. It's misbehaving. Is it pixie? The sink was dripping. I thought it was the stove. Oh, uh, no, that's fair. I'm just watching the video. Oh, yeah, good, 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 good. Really good. Okay. People of color. So if you click through to Colleen, let's do her. Would you say Colleen, who does these drawing tutorials that are kind of um, basically formulas um, about making art, would you say that's art? Her tutorials? Or the things she teaches you to make? No. Why not? Um, well, for starters, I don't know how often we consider, like, tutorial content to be art. That's mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. Again, cultural impact is questionable, even if they, if it does have a wide reach. Mm-hmm. If you want more context on what that means, go and listen to previous episodes. <laughs> it's internet content, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, it's... And I think that this is one of those times where maybe like the intent behind stuff really does shit. Are we going to talk about no? Are there any unproblematic artists today, or like uh, separating the art from the artist? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, I can see where you're leading me. Mm-hmm. Nice breadcrumbs. <laughs> so, because like you know, the intent behind what this person is making, I think, has more of a definition or holds a lot of weight mm-hmm. compared to how. Um, we read out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this person has millions of followers. 1.2 milli. Uh, that's on TikTok. Apparently there's more on YouTube. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so, I mean, I think the one thing that's interesting is I do, I mean, I think that the thing is the tutorial itself is not art. Mm. It's a tool to me. I think it's an personality, maybe. Um, I think the thing she's making is art, but I don't like it. Yeah, and I don't, and I, and I, you know, I think she she makes it as art, so you know, you take her at her word. But I don't like it, and the reason I don't like it is because it's this very formulaic. Yeah, oh, that is funny. But um, <laughs> I think it's very formulaic. The other thing is, like, I think there are people. I, I think, like, animators to me are some of the, the most amazing artists. Like when you look at them, do especially frame. 
frame by frame. Yeah, I always wanted to do stop motion. My best friend studied stop motion for a while. It was so cool. Extraordinary. So I think that it's not that being a commercial artist does not make you a good. It's just that to me, there is not a lot of innovation in... And maybe I just don't know. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's any spirit. In it. it just doesn't appeal to me, I guess, is the way I say it. Yes. There's definitely people who do sort of animation, anime style stuff that it has so much, it's so cool to look at. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't feel that cool to me. But um, but I think that the reason that she's very popular is because she makes it feel easy, right? It's a formula. Well, I've noticed that's what goes viral the most in terms of art content on here. Mm-hmm. Process content, if it looks mm-hmm. easy, mm-hmm. it pops off. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I have, I've been looking more and more at like why, at like the patterns of what is so popular. And it's like glass scoring and soldering, mm-hmm. super popular because I think it looks relatively simple. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're tracing, mm-hmm. you're cutting and snapping, mm-hmm. and then you're just gluing shit together basically. And that's reductive and I'm sorry. No, I know, but I actually think that about um, blowing glass too. I was watching one today about blowing glass. I've, I, I have done that, gang. I've done I've done like a weekend of glass blowing. Oh, me too. It's yeah. hard as hell. It's I can't. so difficult. But the way they make it look so easy. I know. It's kind of sexy. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. effortless. I know. I actually, it's something I want to do. I'm actually looking at the Pilchuck uh, oh, residency because cool. they have like a photographer, like image making residency. And I'm like, why Did the fuck? You? Yes. That's like, cool. Why the fuck wouldn't I go there? So yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So I want to up. Where is it? It's like, uh, I don't remember where it is, but it's like a fancy, fancy glass art school that is like the one that they offer the residency to the blown away people. It's funny. I'm looking. It's near Seattle, but it's it's in Tilchuk. <laughs> so it's near the Tilchuk River, but it's near Seattle. Oh, so uh, uh, the reason that we're talking about is this art or not art is because that person, Colleen, was describing being drawing black people as comparing them to gorillas. Because it is now a year of 2023. Like, have we not learned? And that's like a particularly egregious one because that is something that was often, you know, labeled against. Like seventies style racism. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, and and her perception is because of the way the jaw is shaped. So that, like, if you were drawing somebody, you know, like your jaw might be like my jaw goes forward, and so, um, so I so I think it's interesting because for me, it's not very like I didn't already like the art all that much. So separating the art from the artist was in, you know, like. Did I wouldn't in that case separate the art from the artist because I didn't really like the artist. Doing this didn't make it, it was no skin off my nose, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, now I'm not really gonna look. I wasn't gonna look at Colleen's stuff anyway, mm-hmm. and now I still won't. You just said something interesting though. You said in this case, that's I'm... what I was gonna say to you. So I'm <laughs> I'm curious. Are there cases where you? Yes. You yes. Well, in not in visual art, but I love. And so I was thinking about this, and I think that for me about severing the art from the artist, the thing that's so hard to me is that we end up, I feel like there's a slippery slope, and my slippery slope is Morrissey. Oh, God, I love Morrissey. I love I love the Smiths, but I hate Morrissey. I love Um, the Smiths. 
Um, but I also love Morrissey. And I know he is a racist jerk. And particularly against brown people. I know. You just got to redirect your love towards Robert Smith, who is one of like the most down-to-earth-based fucking motherfuckers in the world. Robert Smith is uh, like, very nice. But I really, I don't love him as a human being, but I love the sound and I love the singing and I love it. And I cannot, I cannot quit it. There are times in my life where I just need it. And I saw a video. I'm not like, I, I get it because I saw a video a little while ago where someone, like, there was a black girl who made a video about enjoying Amy Winehouse's music. And then someone was like, she was racist. And this girl was like, she's fucking dead. Just let me enjoy the music. <laughs> like, just leave it alone. She's paid her she's paid her dues. Like she died early. She was addicted to drugs. Let's just leave it. And I was like, you know what? I get it. I get it. <laughs> like Right? Like there's <laughs> like we were talking about wait, the what's the um the guy from The Watcher? He was born in the Channel Islands. He's British. He played Superman. I don't know. Uh, DC or Marvel. <laughs> I don't do any of them. Wait. I mean, um, he, um, he's got like a real jaw. Hold on. Oh, they all have jaw implants. They're all, they all are going to end up with the same jaw. You can right? get, you can get jaw implants? Oh, mate. You should look up Robert Pattinson before and after. He like built out his whole. Really? D- yeah. Yeah. You're right. Oh my oh. God. This is an unhinged, like ADHD inspired episode. It's just like going in many directions at once. Henry Cavill. Hmm. This dude. I know, they really do. I really can't count with them. They're all the same. The mother of your effect. I'm like, he, he is one of the many men that when my kids are like, oh yeah, he's hot. I'm like, he dates kids who are half his age. Like, that's what I'm like. Icky. No. But also, like, why do you think he's attractive? Yeah. So then I'm, I'm, yes, exactly. So I'll say things like that. And they're like, and this is when they say separate. Like, they'll, because they're not saying he's hot as, Henry Cavill, um, and I also find the actor when he's on shows so smarmy. He's like, I know I'm hot. Like he was asked by like somebody, what's your favorite cardio? And he just smiled. I mean, what a douche. You're like 40 years old. Why are you making be- like jokes like that? Like, so also, like, just be, yeah. be like a Hemsworth. Just be like a little bit more approachable. Just be like, oh, no, like, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, do this. Um, like, I'm a sex symbol, but I'm also, you know, like yeah. surfing. Like, you know, they're, they're relatively chill. Yeah, they um, But uh, they will be like, but that's not what, it's not about Henry Cavill. They always want me to not look at the actors because if they've cheated on their girlfriends or wives, I'm always like, this show sucks. Um, and they're like, because they just want to watch the show. Yeah. And I mean, so they are constantly like, separate the art and the artist. I get I get into this with my, my wifey sometimes in Australia, my bestie in Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, she listens. She's... Um, hello, yeah, hi. Um, so it, mm, listen, I'm not a Harry Styles fan. I don't think that I want to listen to the music of someone who's like pretty blatantly profiting off of the queer community. Um, and I, I always kind of have these conversations where I'm like, you, you like, you know, these like the who they are to the public isn't really them, right? Like, you have to know that. Like the cult that surrounds people like this and Taylor Swift and like all of these people, especially, I think it's especially white people in these industries because they do the baddest stuff behind the scenes. Um, 
I just like it's not real like all of it is publicity all of it is a sculpted external image and like I but that's true for the art world too what I know I mean even for us we're not like I mean, I we've talked about this. Like, in some ways, we're a sculpted public image. I mean, much I, less I sculpted. I know, I know. I think about this all the time, though, right? Like, my life is very, like, social media friendly. Like, you know, I moved overseas. I'm an international immigrant. I'm an artist who <laughs> went to art school in New York. I have, like, the tattooed queer kind of look going on. I've got like a personal aesthetic that kind of suits my work aesthetic mm-hmm. and there are so many parts of myself that I could turn into like mm-hmm. media and I just no same I just can't I just can't no same I same I wouldn't no I agree I agree I think that's one thing that's so interesting to me that people perceive our everybody is sculpting something in their yeah. in their minds right but like I think that some people are more purposeful about it. And I think the more public you get, the more purposeful you have to be. Like, I would say that. I think when you're making stuff of yourself, especially to be consumed, mm-hmm. it's, there's a, I don't know, I think there's like a mentality mm-hmm. or like an understanding behind it. Mm-hmm. And I think that, because, you know, in that episode that we did with Joe, that I think I'm going to release as a Patreon, exclusive, mm-hmm. um, where I was talking about how, I used to be really, really social media active and like present and Mm -hmm. that's how I met people. Mm -hmm. I still do. But I was very, I was very much like a visible content creator um, Mm -hmm. when I started, when I first started, because I was like the youngest person in Australia and feminine Mm -hmm. doing this process, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And then when I started, when like my heart really started going into the work Mm -hmm. and like who I am really started going into the work. It became harder and harder to be consumable in these areas because, like, instead of just, like, the surface level and, like, my body and, like, my, you know, at the time, it's just, like, hard swing towards femininity before I came out, um, as a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, like, hyper-femininity, too. Um, We talk about frills and pink. Oh, yeah. And, like, exclusively 30s and 40s vintage. Oh, but that's good stuff. Oh, it was so good. It was very, it was very sexy. Very, lots of cool lingerie. Um, which some of I, some of it I still have. I still have a couple of cool dresses. Pixie's here. He's here. He's here. Uh, come on, but like, are we doing this or not? Let's do this. Though. Let's just stop let's make a lighting. Get on the yeah. sofa. <laughs> just um, make a choice so we can take the rest of this sound out. <laughs> Get naked. Sit down. Yeah. Uh, she's making a noise. She's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> she's um, I'm good hot out. So funny. Come on, sit up. Sit up. Come on, come on, let's just do this now. Come on, Pixie. Let's just go. Come on. Pixie. <laughs> All right. Go do something else. Go. <laughs> I love Pixie. I love her so much. But I can't wait to cuddle her one day. Oh, I know. Um, it's just funny because she's so big girl. I know. She doesn't realize it though, right? It does not. Yeah, it does not when she sits on my lap. But it's it's that thing of like I couldn't have my outside consumed when my most inner personal self was being consumed. And I'm finding that harder and harder as, like, more people seem to come into contact with my work. Like, Mm -hmm. any time 
my work goes above like 30,000 views, I'm getting emails and I'm just kind of like, it's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. Like I think about like how many people in comments, like, and they're really nice. Like one of, I think the highest compliment I've gotten, I've gotten a couple of times lately, is that I went to a museum because of you. And when I was there, I heard your voice in my head. And it was like, I was like, this is the highest compliment I never had. It's so awesome. But also, like, Joe was like, also, like, you're in your head. That's crazy. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's like a little bit crazy. And, but I think the thing that strikes me is that I don't, and I don't, I wouldn't say that I don't, I very rarely would say, like, share my particular opinion. I certainly share, like, I would say that like connecting ideas is like, you know, obviously there's creative work in creating criticism, but I think, I'm not. I think your creative work is in sparking yeah, co- like somebody else. motion in someone else. Right. Yeah, there are some exactly. people who it's are like. Teaching, right. Well, it's also like it's muse energy. You know? mm, yeah, no, it's true. It's the museum too. And but like, um, but it's all of the things. But um, but I think that. One thing that must be hard is when the thing you're putting out there is your opinion, right? When it's your feeling. And I think that that's where... Well, it's like that experience I had where, you know, I make work about queer people and then I had someone come into my studio recently and just like within 15 minutes start just digging in with transphobia. And it was like, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what, what to do. do. I don't know what I would do. I would have frozen. Actually, actually, I did. I did. And I actually got it all on video because we were recording. Stupid bitch. What did it all happen on video? Um, they usually feel um, invincible, right? At least yeah. when I see them on TikToks, you know, when people expose people. Yeah. So I just kind of stood there because I was, I was doing her hair. Mm. And I kind of stood there and I was like, uh... I think what you're talking about is an isolated incident and like this is very much like this is the community I work with and I can tell you like this is not like the people that I love throughout my life are not going out and trying to indoctrinate children into getting surgery. That's just not fucking happening. And I was like if you really want to look at like surgery stats more like 15 year old girls got boob jobs this year than trans kids got gender affirming healthcare. So like I don't yeah, that's so true. she didn't. She didn't like that one. Oh, nose jobs. Yeah, like, and it was, I was so stressed and uncomfortable in that moment because, like, I wanted to kick her out of my studio. So I was like, "Why the fuck are you here? Like, did you look at my work before you came here?" I do think. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, it's very bizarre. I do think that part of the separating the art from the artist is to remember that the artist sometimes has to separate their values from like eating. You know, I mean, I think of Caravaggio, who's my classic yeah. separate the art from the artist, because I love Caravaggio. It seems like he was a royal dick, though, but I love him. And um, I cannot imagine that it was faith that was driving him to make those works as much as personal gain. Like, personal gain is certainly he did it for a job, but also, like, he had a vision that he wanted to push out as well, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, I think he was basically like compartmentalizing this is my job i mean you know those artists were working for a living in the way that like Mm -hmm. a wedding photographer yeah yeah 
I mean, I think that where it comes to head, though, the separating an art, but like we're talking about, I do think separating the art from the artist. My point is that it's real hard. It's real hard because sometimes so you're the thing you love. Like another one that I think that I always I love Egon Shela, but also maybe was with his he had some situations, you know, like young girls problems and that's like another one where you're like mm. i love this art well it's like how the world feels about most documentary photojournalists right they're like oh what an amazing portfolio i mean they may be kind of abuse some people in getting these photographs but what an amazing portfolio it's like <laughs> so i think like our personal taste is one thing that's hard the fact that the artist there's many artists who probably were themselves separating them their values from what they produced mm-hmm. is another. Think that happens less now, and it just is more in the realm of like selling out to money. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I think that I don't. I, I mean, I I would guess yes. Only in, but I only think it's because our major commissions. I, I bet, like, if you were talking to, I mean, like in contemporary art. Yeah, in contemporary visual art, I would say yes. But that's only because that's where the money is coming from. You know, it's an yeah, open market. Yeah. But, like, architecture, I bet, like, you know, all the architects who are building McDonald's that have to blend in with the suburban area <laughs> feel a little bit sad. Yeah. Right? Like, there's one really wild Maccas in Melbourne that's, like, an old art deco building. It's. Uh, I'll take a photo of it for you when I go back. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Um, to witness. I love, I love those weird McDonald's. I love a weird yeah. McDonald's. Mm-hmm. But, There's a photo you know, series in there. I'm sure. That's I'm already, sure already done. I'm sure there is. I'm sure <laughs> yeah. there is. Beautifully done. All like in, like bright, like beautiful light. Like, yeah. like if Caravaggio did old McDonald's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's something there. There's something there. So these are all like, I think where, where it's, easier honestly are the ones that that either the art isn't that great it's like colleen to me or they're so intensely egregious yeah like picasso yeah or gauguin yeah gauguin is my classic example like Mm -hmm. i cannot separate the art from the artist because i hate the art anyway what did he do uh he his bad things that he did? He, well, he left his wife destitute with her children to go to oh, That's right. That's right. To give lots of young girls syphilis. Um, God, why are they all like this? Power. Power corrupts. Look. But I think... Mm. Joe? That, that was Joe. Can we ask him? Joe, why, why was Gauguin such a dick in Picasso? Why are men like this? Eric. Because he was definitely not the father of the year. But what made him like think he could do that and make ugly art? I think it was all wrapped up in his myth that um, they're breaking, like the idea of the natural man stealing society's rules. You know, he started off as a stockbroker, became a full time artist, left his children and wife in poverty. Uh, it's also the beginning of France's empire abroad, so he took advantage of that, and I think he thought he could throw off convention in a primitive land and be what men thought they sh- should be, so having multiple lovers 
young children. Honestly, the women, because they're unattached to at that point. They're not married. They don't so predatory. Yuck. I, wouldn't, I didn't even think about that. We're both sitting here with the most, like, disgusted faces. All day. But, you know. This art is awful. Like the yellow price is that vision after the mask. His color family, his clothes are slightly off. I just hate him. An artist, and if he had just lived in Paris his whole life, we probably would, he would just be a footloose somewhere. Until some desperate art historian who wanted to make a name for themselves wrote a, a monogram about him and how they, he would have been better known if he had thrown up the conventions of society and wrote off so I don't know, Tahiti. Criticism after criticism. God, I love him. <laughs> what do you really think? I do think you're right. Boring individuals to sit in a library all day. Wishing they could go to Tahiti. Okay, the last part is untrue, but um, but I do think you're right. I think you're right <laughs> in that art historians are part of the reason we have. I think that the thing is, in some ways, art is a thing that is separated from the artist for a lot of history because we don't know who the artist is. Yeah. And so what happens is when we know the artist, a lot of art historians have valorized people, like Picasso. Well, they've built a, a narrative and an yeah. identity around the work that we now see the legacy of, where like your work has to be about your identity. That's right. That's um, right. So that's where we're stuck because so much of art was not identity politics, right? Like there, there was. Like I think about like David. I mean, David must have been like a freaking cockroach, right? Like he was like chummy chummy with the royalty. They're out, and then he does that famous drawing of Marie Antoinette at her, you know, near her death. Mm-hmm. Oh, I. He did vote for her execution, um, but what I'm saying is, early on, he would have happily taken royalist commissions. Yeah, right. Like he was an artist; he was trying to make a living, but mm-hmm. he took it beyond just making a living and made it sort of political, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was like, he would, he took t- basically switched sides on some level. And, you know, there are, there are, it became increasingly about the personality of the artist. Their yeah. value was about the personality. And that's to me why it is hard to not separate the art from the artist. Okay. So here's, here's a question Do you think yeah. because most of these people were kind of terrible in their own right? we kind of had to build these narratives around them and how great they were and their lives and stuff so that it had more validity or... But do you think, like, I wonder if they're also terrible because the world allowed them to be terrible? Well, it always allows people to be terrible. Well, that's what the Western world wants. That's why I don't think TV and, like, sitcoms coming out of America, all of the main characters are awful people. The men. I don't think women get to uh, arrest really? development. Like, was oh, yeah. and all of those women yeah. are fucking yeah, terrible you're right. and you're right. people. Yeah, maybe. Like, I mean, I do think the myth is what helped. Like, but in some ways, the myth of the bad also helped some of them. Like, people in New Pixar oh, yeah. was like that. Oh, it's Dolly. Or Dolly, yeah. Man, he was cooked. Mm-hmm. His work, like, fucking cooked. His work definitely was. I think boosted by his terribleness. Yeah, yeah, but is that because 
people love like a car crash. Yeah, I think they of. love a car crash. I think they love a car crash. Well, I like also think they love weirdness, right? Like the people love yeah. watching like a star exploding. Yeah, yeah. I think it is partly that, like um, rubbernecking or like watching, you know, a car crash. But I also think like an a cult of celebrity. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it's a little bit not just the celebrity, the idea that the freedom that these people have is one that I can't. Mm-hmm. But it also propagates this sort of genius artist. Oh. My least right? but oh my god, I woke up to a comment this morning of someone on my one of my old tracing is good videos, but they're like, oh, yeah. as long as you don't claim the art as your own. And I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. I think a lot of comments on old videos. And I'm like, oh, I forgot I did that video. No, no, no. I feel like maybe it must be some tracing stuff again. Um, yeah, it was always fun. How many people studied from Raphael? You know, like, know. you know, there's all those crazy times do I have to make the same content. That's a lot. I do. I do the of... same. The male gaze, dude. I say I, I do it about every three weeks. I feel like I'm not. I'm just not doing like repetitive content enough. Like I keep trying to do new shit, realizing, and I'm realizing that like I just have to keep reposting the same thing over and over again. Yep, that's the truth. I know. Me too. Me too. I did another. No aliens didn't build this the other day. Oh my God. Still not aliens. Still not aliens. Still not aliens. Still not aliens. But I think that you are right. That there, there is clear. It's like PR, right? There's, mm. there's PR, and in some ways, no press is bad press. All yeah, press yeah. Is good press, whatever. Yeah. But, um, but so, so these are all truths. But to me, at the essence, I do think like you can. So, is it art or not art? Is not what we're talking about when we're talking about separating the art from the artist. We're saying, do you like it? Should it be shown? You don't have enough value to you. Have enough value to you, and then and then the next question I think a lot of people have asked me is, and should it be canceled? Right? Should we cancel Picasso? So what do you think? Should we cancel Picasso? No, no, I don't either. Canceling possibly canceling a doesn't do anything. B turns people like that into martyrs and like men's rights fucking icons. Like we we don't we don't need <laughs> we don't need proud boys or whatever. Be like they've slandered and cancelled Picasso. Like we don't we don't need it. We don't need it. It's just not necessary. And also like it takes away opportunities for people to learn the history and the discourse. Yeah. Around it. Yeah. Like yeah, I agree. And not to mention. Canceling him wouldn't be very useful that all of these people have been influenced by him, right? Yeah. Like, what are you just going to, like, have a hole in art history? We cannot go backwards and hide. I mean, what you can do is... So, like, I would ask these people, for other people. Like, what do you actually hope to achieve by canceling yeah. an artist like this? Like, what do you actually think it's going to do? That's a great question. What do you because think you, you think? can, like, you can... I imagine what they're asking is is exactly what you're saying, which is prioritize teaching other people, which, yeah, fine, we can do that, but we can still acknowledge the existers. Well, and like, you know what? It's funny because, like, people talk about canceling. Picasso's probably the most common, but then I think Goga. Um, it's uh, Gatsby effect. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I agree. Um, but nobody, I've never heard anybody say cancel Caravaggio. He killed a man. He killed a man, right? Like, he killed a man. <laughs> like, you know, and I don't think... I'm sure that if we met Michael, if I met Michelangelo in real life, he wouldn't be a charming man. 
it seems like from the things I see, like, I'm like, I'm not sure I'm spending time with him. So, like, and, you know, like, I mean, Jericho, with all those dead animals, he seems mm -hmm. like he was a wolf. Like, there's plenty of artists who seem like maybe they weren't charmers, but we don't talk about canceling them the way. And I think that's no. the other thing that's hard. It's because we're giving ourselves so little critical distance. Yeah. You know, Picasso, um, you know, he he almost overlapped me. Yeah. Not quite. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You, <laughs> you know, know, I, I mean, you know, I, I, so like there is... When did he die? Like 1975? Yeah, yeah. 70 something. And, um, but like, you know, Chicago, this, you know, like the sculpture wasn't that old, if you think mm. about it. Mm. You know, I, I do think like I was saying, part of the thing that is hard also is that it, these people have such myths, like that movie. Oh, I can't say it. I don't want to say it. I don't want to be struck. So never mind. Um, but, you know, um, I don't want to, I, I believe in this. You don't want to hate this guild. No, I don't. Oh. So, yeah, I, I yeah okay. that, so I don't want to say anything about movies. But um, but I do think Mate, that... the strikes are getting, getting real. I think UPS is about to go. I know. That's what I was just asking Joe yesterday. And then, like, the Teamsters, apparently yes. the Teamsters are, like, gearing up. Like, that's once the Teamsters are in, where, like... I know. The, those exams are fucked. I that's, think, like, like, that's, that's over crazy. a million people in the Teamsters union. Yeah. And they're like, I, I saw a video yesterday where someone was like, yeah, they're like an unofficial biker gang. You don't fuck with cheap stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh seriously. Man. Apparently my dad was saying that one, I remember my dad talking about it, like when this last time that they strike, there was like nothing moving. Like, <laughs> like everything. Yeah. They were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Days of nothing doing anything. Yeah, guys, get, get your parcels now. <laughs> no, it's going to be nuts. It's going to be nuts. But I think, but I think this is actually these kinds of things about, like the so I think that part of the reason like trying to cancel these big name artists is this perception that they were also very very wealthy like it's a it's also about these people got special rules and they were jerks too yeah yeah right and like I barely can make a living wage let's say you know I think it's that thing and I I mean I will say being pro-union you would make a better living wage if you allowed the workers to. <laughs> oh my God, you guys! But that's just like, that's believe like, it or not, it is that it's small. It's a small, small plug for the SAG and Writers Guild. Um, but people are like, I don't think I should have to invest in public health care. I'm like, you pay for insurance. Like my my brother, you end up paying less. You end up would pay do you less. Matt, what do you, you end up paying less? No, that's why they don't want to start. That's why they don't want us to study. They don't want us to know. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, they're taking away education. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're like, oh, let's make it real dumb. But so 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 it is. It is in essence impossible to separate the art from the artist. It's like what I you know like I you know I think that. But I, think, say, you know, I don't think you can untether something from Vincent Kane. <laughs> you know? like sorry, I wish I could rephrase that, but it's Vincent. I think, <laughs> but I think also, like, one of the things that's happening is that a lot of, there are people who are getting a, a foot in the door who wouldn't before. Yeah. So instead of separating the art from the artist, think about what that artist did to that period and who yeah. was lost then. And do a better job now of including artists who weren't included in the canon before. Uh, uh. Just like do a little bit more research. Find someone who is lesser known. Right. You know? Right. Chances, right. Are, right. chances are you'll find some amazing women. <laughs> like realistically. Yeah. 
Yeah, you um, will. Probably wives of artists too. Well, well I was going to say, uh, that's actually what I was going to say first. Um, like, you know, Dali probably wouldn't have had that success if he didn't have his wife friggin' managing him and, like, being his PR. Uh, no, that's right. That's like, right. I mean, that's what they go. And his, and his brother, like, they yeah. really never had the right PR without that's right. know, Theo's wife. That's right. That's absolutely right. Or, but I think that's what I love about, like, Christo or Oldenburg, who really saw their wives as partners and credited mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. I don't really love Christo's work. I kind of feel neutral about it. But... Um, yeah, he gets some. He gets some points for not being a total sack of shit. Well, and I think also these are things that are norms now. They were ahead when they were including their wives. Yeah, they're becoming more norms now. I would say slowly, slowly but surely. I mean, yeah. Then you have like, but that's like. So I think it's like, like Dave. Is it what's his first name? Tom Sachs. That um, you know, like he got is getting or got canceled for his you know jerky studio practices but that's because he lives in our world he doesn't get a free pass right he doesn't get to live like picasso but he also you know well so you just can't read history through a contemporary lens without ending up with some kind of discrepancy like it's just culture changes people people's feelings change what people value changes as well like it exactly that said, the the other thing about separating the art from the artist I think is interesting is you said this, like about them being jerks. What yeah. I think is interesting is people don't mention separating the art from the artist when they talk about women artists. Never. So never why ever. is that? Well, it's because like it's a big deal. The context for... is so important then. Yeah, well, because I think it's because it's that thing of like marginalized. I, I think it's the identity thing, right? It's because it gives them a, a little bit of extra special like, you know, magic dust when it's someone who isn't really seen or is from a community that doesn't get known and then like their identity becomes the most important fucking part of the work that like and then that's where i think the work do separate secondary. the art for, like in some ways like i do think context obviously as an art historian is important and the artist's life is part of it but yeah how about separating it sometimes when you're like not actually paying attention to the work well, it's, it's just a, it's an interesting double standard. And I think that people only really want to, like, people only ask to separate the art from the artist when the artist was a terrible person, you know? Like, that's the only time it fucking happens where people are like, nah, nah, you got to separate the art. It's like, because they were a cunt? Is that why? <laughs> that's why you want to, okay, fine. Wait, what's like, the phrase? Take that energy. No. Oh, fuck up, cunt. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's when you just like telling someone to shut up. It's the best. Um, but that's like, Take that energy into the room with you when you're looking at like women in history and maybe realize that yeah. you're looking at some really great art instead of devaluing yeah. it because of yeah. your fucking internalized misogyny. Like yeah. if you really want to separate the art from the artist, do it everywhere. Look at yes. all with a level playing field because that is apparently what you're trying to do, right? You're trying mm-hmm. to equalize how it's read mm-hmm. so that they can have an equal opportunity understanding of their art being seen. Like, literally, go fuck yourself. If you're not going to, like, I'm getting wound up now. If, like, if you're I like it. No, thanks. <laughs> if you're not going to, like, take that space. And this is, I'm, clearly this is directed at men. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be real. For the most part, this message is towards men out there. Like, probably not our listener base, but. <laughs> it's probably true. <laughs> if, like, play this in a, in a car with you, with your boyfriend, you know, <laughs> get him to listen by proxy. Because, like, if you're not willing to take that 
willful separation into all spaces to view art, just go fuck yourself. Just like literally eat a pile, eat a plate of shit. Um, but it's not just about visual art, though, right? Like if you're gonna give a, if you're gonna separate the art from the artist, then do it all the way. Or if you're going to focus on the context for some people, oh, I don't like this person because they're X, hmm. then you got to go all the way. And be honest with yourself. I really just like this guy because he is like me, let's say. Because mm-hmm. no one separates the art from the artist on online. No one separates a content creator from their fucking content. What, like, what are you even asking? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that's another great point. Like, how can you possibly... You, I mean, I've got to think, like, not. one thing that I find is so funny is um, there's somebody, I can't remember, her first name is Laura, I can't remember what her handle is. Oh, that darn chat, that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. Who does videos about marriage, sort of, about, like, like marriage jokes and how wrong they are and about men not doing, husbands not doing certain, like, you know, like, emotional labor and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And somebody commented on their video that you must have had you must have been burned by your boyfriend and that's why you act like this and um it makes me laugh because i often get um comments about how it must really i just am really a bitter single old woman and on my comments when i do it's like when people men, yeah it's like when people say to drew Afflau, they're like you must be a really miserable single girl and she's like this is my six foot five smoking hearty personal trainer partner who i've been with for like five he, years he is very hot yeah, I mean, I, I, it's not my kind of masculinity that I'm attracted no, no, to, no. but like objectively, he's going to be like, making all of those incels feel real bad about. That's no, true. He's like, he's like, he's like what men think is hot. Yeah, men think not exactly, think is hot, exactly because right? he's exactly. like muscly. And nah, I think like, you were right the first time. It's what men think are hot. They just so they don't know how to admit it. Let's be real. Maybe that's true too. I guess some of them. I mean, I do want it, but um, no. But ever, I think ever that, since I saw that video from that person who was like, so when trans guys take tea they become attracted to men and that's like a byproduct of being on testosterone are men just attracted to men like is that what's going on behind i i'm dead set i reckon that's exactly what's happening and why they're all so fucking insecure and why they're all it's insecurity i don't know though i think it's envy i think it's envy a lot of times yeah joe (laughs) it's definitely not getting no i know (laughs) <laughs> he's like walking away. He's, like, he's like running away. He's, like, he's, like, he's walking away. Um, he's just giving me a look. Mm. And then he walked away. Um, Could you get that face where you're like, uh? and he's like, no. Uh, but I think that what's so interesting is these people project this belief onto me, right? Like that they, yeah. this is how you must be. And I do think that when people are saying, one of the powerful things about separating the art from the artist is actually separating your bias about their context. Like, learn their actual context, too. Because that's another thing that strikes me. Like, Frida Kahlo, there's a lot of context about her, which is problematic. Right? Big racist. Right. And, like, I think understanding her her context would help you as well. So, like, like, I'll have so many people say, but she was bi, and so therefore we can't talk about these bad things. And I'm like, oh, Oh, sorry. Fuck up, cunt. (laughs) Like, that's like, you have to take all of it. Like when you understand all or nothing, you have all to all the things. All or nothing. Yeah, and it's the same. And I think this is why so often on TikTok people are surprised when creators are X. 
you know, they do some really good thing and then they turn out to do all well, these like other bad things. It's like people discovering that all of these like, YouTube, like 2010 YouTube stars are all bad. Like they've all been cancelled. Most of the yeah, people who like were famous on YouTube 10 years ago. Well, the, she's like one of many. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like the, 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 but I think part of the shock and the reason that people are so quick to cancel is because they... Well, you construct an idea of who yeah. someone is based on what you want from them, right? That's right. And that's the other thing. The other thing that I was thinking was like, if you were given a piece of art that had absolutely no context, you would sit there trying to figure out who yeah. and why and their identity. Exactly. Because it's it's a puzzle piece of how it's made, and you innately want to know. Yes. So no. Like, it's like meaning making, right? It is a tool exactly. for meaning making, and you're trying to make meaning. Exactly. Like, if, yeah. If if you're served just a piece of media, image, whatever. Especially like still imagery or fine art. I know. You're gonna be trying to you're gonna be trying to reverse engineer how exactly. it happened and what the feeling was in the space when it was made. Exactly. Exactly. So any last words about separating the art from the artist? No, I think I've said all I have to say. I'm sure we'll have another episode. Uh, no, we usually end that. with uh, media recommendations and I wanna do one that is not a whole hearted it's a I have a mixed feelings about this book. Okay. It's The Story of Art Without Men by Katie Hessel. And um, there's a lot that is good about it. There was Experimental a, feminist literature? It's like a uh, probably mass market book. It does. It's actually a great crash course in art history on a certain level because it goes through a lot of art, a lot of artists. Um, did a lot of research, told really great stories of these women. But... Truthfully, the without men is the part that I think is really problematic in that um, oftentimes I found it interesting because I knew the context. But sometimes like when you talk about she did mention Caravaggio, for example, when she talked about Artemisia Gentileschi. But when you. Um, for better or for worse, so much of the past is, is has had patriarchy as the center. And so when you remove that, or you take it out for somebody who doesn't know art history. I think this would be a hard book to read. I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the artist she spoke about, but I don't know that this is an intro to art history book. I also, I just think it's a weird way to come to the idea of equity when you're just, you're asking for a world that is like the invert, inverse of what we're in now. That's right. That's and right. I don't understand right. how that would be any better because women are just as terrible, just as susceptible and corruptible. Well, and that was the other part of it that the I power and money. Um, like uh, Baroness, the what, whoever the person who worked with, who maybe did Duchamp's or much. Uh, mm. um, but that I've read things that wasn't a nice person. Yeah, I mean, I don't know personally, but like that you can't also gloss over some of the problems some of these women had. I just, I think it's extraordinarily naive to think that women can't also be bad people. Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, and that a world caveats, like a matriarch world would wouldn't be terrible. Oh my god, I'm reading a book called Patriarchy. I really talk about the future, and it talks about matriarchal worlds and the challenge. It includes challenges in matriarchal worlds. Does yeah, like, yeah, because we're humans. Turns out, shocker. You have a media recommendation? Yeah, I'm actually going to bring this full circle. I'm going to say if you have a Prime account, watch Deadlock because it's so. It's so good and nuanced, and like if you, especially if what is it about? I mean, okay, it's so good. So it's about a small town in Tasmania, which is the small, you know, little island that hangs off of the arse end of Australia, and it's 
a murder mystery crime series about a female lead. Well, it's like two female lead detectives, I guess. And they both kind of get equal weight with their backstory. I just love what she walks in and she's like, I'm taking over. I know. But essentially, it's like this idyllic town that has, it's mostly populated by lesbians. And you move there when you want to reinvent yourself. And I love how then sort of the lesbians have also taken over. Like it was just a town and then they started moving and then they all joined. Yeah. Well, it was just a town and it slowly kind of started seeing all this change. And only only cis white men are dying. So there's it's like this les- idyllic lesbian town where only the men are being killed by a serial killer. And so it's like already it's fucking absurd. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. And I will say... Like, I was really concerned because one of the main detectives has a partner. She's she's gay. She has a wife. And her wife is really fucking annoying. And I was really stressed because I was like, oh, no, this falls into the trope of, like, the annoying lesbian. Because that's something that always happens in media is that, like, lesbians are just, for whatever reason, fucking insufferable. Because they're just not written well. Yeah. So I was watching her character and I was like, oh, God, she's so annoying. But she has, like, an annoying person redemption arc. I was like, holy shit. So that was, like, that's, like, another pull for me, I think, in terms of just... Because, like, you know, one of the Kates who created this show is bisexual. Um, And also, I would just say, I have recommended recommended it before, but the creators of the show, Kate McLennan and Kate McCartney, (laughs) they're called the Kates in Australia. Go back and watch the catering show, which was their first... It's a YouTube series. And then on Apple TV is Get Kraken, where they play two of the most unlikable TV show hosts. I couldn't watch Get Kraken. It was too uncomfortable. When we, after you recommended really? it, watch it, I found it really hard. Yeah, well, I, I sent you the catering show on YouTube. Did yeah, you did. That's the one you watched? No, you also said Get Kraken, so I Googled it. Oh, oh, it's, 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 it's an uncomfortable watch. It's because weird. like, but it's so well written. And I only saw it so uncomfortable. Uh huh. But Deadlock is so good. Episode. Okay. Um, well, Deadlock can, is so good. Well, you can actually feel the Kate's dynamic between the two. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. Watch this with Joe tonight. I think that, mate, if you can, if you can suffer through, <laughs> you can get through like a yeah. full, because it's. It's kind of amazing how in the first season of the of Get Kraken, there are these like kind of unlikable women in TV who are 37. They've both had kids, and they're like, "We have to keep doing this. Like, we've got nothing left. Like, we're we're 40 year old women. We're fucked. <laughs> like, if we don't hold on to this job, we're fucked." And I hadn't seen it in ages, but in the second season, there's like the producers bring in a, a male co-host, and it kind of like fucks up their entire structure. And it makes them like even more bitter and awful. It's it's just spectacular. And like a lot of the stuff that they were talking about in like between 2016 to 2019, they were on it. It's so gritty and it's so sharp. And like the the spiciness of Deadlock is like a toned down worldwide I do consumable think version of what they do. I think Deadlock is um, clearly for an international or an American yes. audience, right? Like, I can tell. I can tell that it isn't as... I don't know if it's, like, palatable is the word. It's, it's you know, it's... Well, it's actually been colour-toned and, like, 
color graded to suit international visual tropes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and have taken all of the yellow and orange out of the Australian landscape. No, I was it's like, true. what the fuck? It doesn't even look like home half the time. Because it looks like dark European. It looks muted. Yeah, it is. It's very it muted. Is. It's, it's very, very like muted. blue and green washed. Yeah, yeah. I yes. I, I you know I hadn't even. I mean I knew that because I watched it, but I didn't because I haven't seen the original, the real plays. Like, yeah, yeah. Occur to me. But they, they've like fully toned it and graded it to be something that visually makes sense in a market and a visual language that already exists. Like it's very, very I do clever. Think Australia is very bright. Like when I watch Australian television, that's just meant to be Australia. It like, is so like bright. The light is so bright. insane. So it actually is like what <laughs> I wrote my whole thesis basically around the quality of light in Australia. Uh-huh. Like I left and I went back and I was like, the fuck? And then I had this professor at school who was like, oh, your tintype stuff and like the high contrast stuff that you do, that's the Australian landscape. And I was like, I think you're full of shit. And then I went back home and I saw it and I realized how the Australian landscape and the quality of light, and it's not just the fact that it's UVB, there is like a different quality of light there because we're closer to the equator. It's one of the only two places in the world where you can get perfect unbroken light waves. Like it's a very special place. There's a way... In which, like, there, it's so bright that it, like, mm-hmm. backlights itself. Like, you can be looking at a landscape, mm-hmm. and because the ground is so kind of, like, white and sandy, that light will reflect itself back up onto trees and onto the landscape, and it will be, like, it's kind of, like, mm-hmm. Kaja Silverman photographic, mm-hmm. like, almost Heideggerian mm-hmm. theory, where... It's this idea of the world revealing itself to you through the elements of the photographic. Mm-hmm. In Australia, it just like it fucking does it in a way that like no other place I've ever been to Interesting. can do. I think it's also um, yeah, absolutely. I do think that that makes me think about it. One of the things that I think is really hard is that our normal. To go back to sort of the beginning of this topic, like I was thinking about your light, and I was thinking that we have this moment. We have moments in the Great Lakes where the light shifts so quickly because our weather patterns switch so quickly because we have so many microclimates. Mm -hmm. Like a storm will come off one of these big lakes. And I was talking to a colleague who was like, can you walk around the lake? And I was like, no, no. Like if somebody who's in Brazil and she didn't like couldn't fathom, I was like, no, you can't like walk around these lakes. Like, I mean, I guess you could, but they're fucking huge, right? Yeah, right. Like, I mean, I was like, you know, um, ours is the smallest. Like Gary's, I think it's like 57 miles to Canada, but um but like you know like uh superior is enormous michigan is enormous right but um the name right (laughs) yeah um but uh because of that we have our own weather systems and so the Mm -hmm. light changes and so they will get this pink light sometimes that is just very hard to describe you know but it makes me think about how Everybody is situated. Like you're saying your art, you can't separate the art from the artist. Your story just said it, right? Like exactly. you cannot separate even the way that I see was specifically yeah. built around like a exactly. light that I grew up around. Exactly. Exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. And that's exactly. and that's why I think like photography's so interesting, it just like reveals so much about how people mm-hmm. have learned to see. Yeah. Um, I mean that's why if you separate the art from the artist then you basically separate what they wanted it to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it, you know, it's just not, 
it's neither feasible, no, I, nor do I think it's respectful to the artist. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So, I think that's a really good place to land. I think so, too. Remember, you should follow us at oh, yeah. artlust underscore podcast on yeah. TikTok. If you have suggestions, feedback, or sponsorship offers, you could email us at artlustpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Seema. And I'm sorry. Artlust. Whoops. <laughs> at artlust, A-R-T-L-U-S-T, and... <laughs> I'm Sophie. Uh, you can find me at Darkroom, V-A-R-M-I-N-T, Darkroom Vomit. Um, yeah, go forth, look at some art, and uh, consume all of it or nothing. <laughs> but don't separate the art from the artist. Do we? No, don't do that. But don't, don't separate. Do <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye, friends. <laughs>